award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We are once again at the Crossville Shooting Sports Park in Crossville, Tennessee. And uh, with me today are some special guests. They'll be coming on in just a minute. But right now, I've got Mr. Matt Clary and Miss Mimi Barnes with me. And Hi. glad to have them both. Good to Happy be here. Happy to be here. Uh, it's uh, been a fun uh, shoot here. We've uh, got a few shows under our no belt. No pun intended. Yeah, there you go. No <laughs> pun intended. Exactly. Uh, but uh, we are excited to be here at the park and see all the improvements and the additions and the, the construction going on here. And it's a great place to be. And Matt's going to tell us what all you can get involved in here. Oh gosh, if you're into shooting sports, you need to come out. Um, this, pro this project started about three years ago with the construction and, and groundbreaking and, and from there till now it's just amazing. We've got 11,000 square foot building here, uh, we've got a check-in as you come in. You can uh, pay for whatever you want to shoot and shooting is involved. We've got uh, skeet and trap, five skeet and trap ranges combo. We've got a five stand range right here at the, at the front, so mm -hmm. if you can shoot right as you walk up essentially. We've also got uh, a sporting clays range, which is at the end there, about an eight station sporting clays range. And then we've also got another sporting clays range that's back in the woods here. It's a, it, you can drive through, uh, walk through, uh, 13 station. Uh, and then if you're not into shotgun sports, we do have rifle and pistol. Uh, awesome. And then uh, we're working on a uh, about a 20 target walkthrough 3D range for archery Very as well. Cool. So the next two or three weeks we'll have that going as well. So Great. lots to do. So if, if people want to find this place, how do they find it? Well, of course, uh, on social media, everybody wants to know where it's at. Go on Facebook, look up Crossville Shooting Sports Park. They've got all the information, all the hours there, um, and uh, they'll get you in here. By, by location-wise, it's right off of I-40, uh, exit 322, which is the Peavine Road exit just outside of Crossville. Uh, you'll turn north on, uh, on Peavine Road. First road on your right is Albert Fry Road. And then just follow that road. It's the first, first road on your right, essentially, after you mm -hmm. get on that road and you're here. So it's not hard to get to from the interstate at all. And, uh, and it's more than um, just the shooting sports. If, if they're interested in renting the facility, they can too. And all that contact information is on Facebook. Exactly. Just give them a call. They should be able to help you out with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of opportunities here, and it's, and it's getting better and better every day yep. with the improvements. And uh, it's going to be an awesome place. That's right. It really is. And they have uh, some nationally known shooters that come out to practice. And um, mm -hmm. just seeing all of them is a pleasure in itself. But um, we have a couple to, or one to join us this afternoon. Yes. We have uh, a special guest, Miss Ella. Uh, McLaren, and she's going to be joining us along with Commissioner uh, McLaren. So we'll have them on right now. What do you say? That's, that sounds good to so, me. Thanks for being here, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so we'll bring these guys on, and uh, uh, it's great to have them with us. Miss um, Ella is a championship shooter, Olympic shooter, and she's been doing uh, some amazing things, and we want to learn about her today. And a little bit about Mr. McLaren, Commissioner <laughs> McLaren. We'll learn something about him, too. So thank you all for being here. Yeah, thank Glad you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so we, uh, we're not skipping school today. This is a field trip, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but you're familiar with this place. Yes, I am. I've been coming here since it's opened and a little before. So I, we, nice. You were busting some clays earlier. I, I heard did. some shooting. How, how'd you do? Um, I think a 22. 22. I was really keeping track. <laughs> so explain that. What's a 22? So, a round is 25 targets. You get two shots. So, 
it's the collective score of however many you buzzed on your first or second bird, and it's 22 out of 25. Okay, awesome, awesome. So how many 25s have you had? Had a couple. Couple. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I guess to move up as far as you have, and and, and the the championship runs you've had, you've had to bust quite a few of them. You, you had to. <laughs> you have to put some work in. Yeah. So um, so we know commissioner that you're our commissioner, of course. But why don't you both tell us a little bit about yourself? A yes. little bit. Um, Ella, we'll have you share a little bit about how your dad has influenced you and in, in the shooting sports, and um, we'll start with you, commissioner. Um. Well, I came on as um, as a new coach. Didn't know very little about it. Uh, I'd shot a little bit in college, but as a PE class, not as mm. a competitive shooter. Uh, so we, I went to the coaches' training class, got certified to be a coach. Took uh, Ella and my nephew Will Dodson and uh, Stone Lynn and um, yeah. Eli Rich was our starting team and then we we gathered up a, a few more along the way and uh, it's been a it's been a pleasure to learn and and grow as uh, as and to watch them grow and to yeah. help them who was that training program through we uh started out with uh, sctp okay uh we got our coaches certification through that it was an nra level one coaches certification uh we also uh signed up with 4-h and got uh, 4-h certified Nice. So we can shoot 4-H and SCTP. Very nice. Awesome. So you uh, you didn't really – you grew up in the, out, in the outdoors, right? Yes, I mean, sir. You I, just, but you didn't shoot, like, competitively or until you started teaching the kids, I guess, and forming that team. Right. I, I shot, a, of course, growing up hunting, fishing, farming, all that. Uh, and I shot a little bit of archery competitive, went to okay. a, a few uh, 3-D shoots long time ago and uh <laughs> we won't count back <laughs> right well we won't count okay. the years uh way back in the day <laughs> <laughs> she can say that <laughs> yeah 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 but i can still hold my own <laughs> with archery with archery i can yeah. uh-huh. uh, and so uh, occasionally they let me shoot with them now not not often with the shotgun but occasionally they let me shoot the shotgun with them oh. that's great oh. yeah so ella tell us a little bit about how you came up and your dad I guess was your coach and got you started he how got, old were you um I think I was in sixth grade sixth grade yes. when we we started the idea in fifth grade and then by sixth grade we actually had the team and we started growing we started with American trap which is ATA birds much slower mm. smaller restrictions um I did that I placed at SCTP nationals my eighth grade year and I'd won state the previous couple times and then I went up to a clinic with him as kind of like a guinea pig for the international (laughs) stuff and they had a shoot wobble after this class that they did and just try to coach us after being taught how to coach so I'm shooting and it's going really well they're saying you need to take her to state JOs. <laughs> you really need to get her there. And by JO, you mean? It's junior Olympics. Junior, yeah. So the state level is the qualifier to go out to Colorado, which is the national level. So we went to state. This The first year it was at Henry Horton, which is in West Tennessee. And it was a monsoon. I don't know why I continued with it after that. <laughs> it was miserable. And then I don't... I, I made the qualifying score and 
we headed out to Colorado for the first time, wow. and it's just been blowing uh, up from there. Yeah, I just kept <laughs> growing and <That's laughs> moving awesome. on. What do you enjoy about it? I guess the challenge. I'd always where I'd start on American Trap. It once you do this, you realize that's that's nothing. That's a piece of cake. <laughs> well, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of cake, I guess. Well, <laughs> shoot that you'll understand (laughs) the birds are much faster you have harder Mm. angles Um, instead of a single thrower you have 15 throwers Mm. spread out so by it's not exactly a piece of cake but it's little pales in comparison wow cool that's great so how many times have you made it to the Olympic trials and and the Junior Olympics Um, I've been to the National Junior Olympics four years now Wow. Awesome. And I just recently made the SUTP international national team this past June. July. So so what does that mean as far as travel goes? A lot more of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have a clinic here in October that's going to be up north. I'm not quite exactly sure yet where. Then we'll have another one getting ready for spring selection right after Christmas in Arizona. And then we'll have, I think, three more camps throughout the year to get ready for various shoots. How, uh, how, how, how often do you practice each week? Um, well, since school started back, I try to make it up here about once or twice a week. Okay. okay. Wow. That's a pretty good little haul from, from where you're from, I guess. And, uh, uh, it's an hour and a half. Hour but and that's half. the closest bunker. So yeah. You might, and then you do stuff at home. You do your gun mounts. You do your, your exercises. Your all your eye training, you gotta drink your water, gotta be hydrated. So it's more than just going out and, and firing yes. up the, the targets and going at it. Yes. From March or not March. From about April, March, a little bit before March, March, February, um, I cut out like all sugar. Like wow. all extra sugar. So water only and listen or Gatorades mm-hmm. occasionally, but all extra sugars, all sweets, it's all out. Wow. That's discipline. <laughs> it is. So the Olympic bunker here has really made a difference in your practicing for the Junior Olympics. It has. It's got me able to be on a bunker more than how because it's it's easier to come up here than it is to go to Nashville mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're grateful. We think it's a it, it's an amazing place to and to see everybody that's able to utilize it. Um, it's very nice. Yes. Yeah. And for your accomplishments, how cool is that? It's helped out a lot. <laughs> Just having this here. Yeah. So tell me this. Talk about the equipment. We've talked about, you know, you're shooting shotguns, but there's there's so much more stuff that goes into being prepared for a day's shoot or a competition. Tell us what, what you go through to, to be ready as far as equipment goes. Um, I'll grab my shells. So I have those laid out. I keep them in a flat. So this is just a box full of shells. And then I'll have my bag, which has my vest, my ear protection, my eye protection, um, and that's roughly everything. I mean, you just have all those and just keep them all together, and then you put your gun together and you go. I'm sure some of the, the glasses and technology and, and you know being able to see better and that kind of thing, too, is yes. plays a major part um, on accuracy and all that. Just having different lenses, um, it really – so the I have purple lens, kind of gloomy, and where it's got a green background, it makes the orange pop. Oh. So, like, where you might use a purple lens today, you might use a orange lens tomorrow. Oh. Different people actually use different lenses in the same condition. It 
just depends on how their eye sees color. All right. And so that, that competition in the rain at Henry Horton, <laughs> do they make a rain lens? Or? No. I mean, they make lenses better for the rain, but nothing really helps when it's spackled with rain. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty I impressive that you could qualify, you know, in that in those conditions. I mean, that's awesome. It's rained every year at State J.O. <laughs> for the past three years. Wow. Well, you know what to expect this year, then. Every year without fail. Um during the final, so the final is when your top six competitors mm. of the so like all your top six female and your top six males go into an elimination, um, and that's where I said you had two shots earlier. You get one shot in the final. Mm. So when you're shooting in the final, you have all this extra pressure, mm. and when it rains in a final, it's just it's just good luck. <laughs> so cutting out sugar is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it, Seems crazy, but I find it helps me. Now we know what to do before deer season. Right. Drink, all, drink water and cut out sugar. So you can climb the tree stands and get out there and be accurate. And just so you know, the sugar rule does not apply to the coach. <laughs> I've seen um, some of your cooking. It's <laughs> so tell us about your gun, too. Um, I shoot a Kragoff K80 um, Sporting Edition, and I'm shooting about 50-50 right now. Wow. So the pattern, um, it's a level. With, it's equally as high as it is low. So um, one of the other things that, that uh, folks are always curious about when you're practicing, how many rounds you go through? Um, it depends. If I'm having a hard course training day, I've shot as many as 13 rounds. and then, But on a normal day, I try to keep it under five. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's let's move to the, the the dad side or the coach side. What's it like being on the other end with your daughter out there competing? I'm sure you're nervous, and anxious, and all these things are, you know, part of it. But what what's it like? It's uh it's it's been a ride. Uh, to start with, I was able to help her till she got up in that 80, 85, 90 uh, uh, score, and then you know once she passed ninety, it it become more of a mental game to help her with her to keep her mind centered on it and where it needs to be and with with that so I, I work with that what I can and yeah. and help her what I can and keep you know, I, I keep her ammo and keep her water and, and keep everything going and keep her fueled and yeah. she goes out and does the work wow oh. I'm sure I'm sure you're nervous though I mean uh, sitting over on the sidelines you know waiting for each of those targets to fly what's going to happen next you oh know? yeah of course the, the fun part is uh, being nervous and hiding it from her so she doesn't see <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of these competitions the international stuff it's a two-day competition or more and I personally can't know where I'm at going into the second day and for him that he knows where I'm at, mm -hmm. and he can't cue me in, or otherwise I'll know. Mm -hmm. So he, he's gotten better at it. Used to, you could tell, be like. So you don't so, want to see the leaderboard. No. <laughs> so, so now I become the bodyguard, so kind of like the Secret Service. Yeah, you know? I can so see that. When somebody comes in and starts talking about scores, I, I just, just no. shut them down. We don't, we don't do scores. No, thank you. <laughs> we don't do rankings. We're, we're, um, we're fine. What, um, is there anything mentally that you all do to prepare um, right before shoot or right before you're up? Um, I'll go kind of to the side away from everybody and I'll put in some music like earbuds and music and just kind of like watch birds, watch how they're flying and not like learning where they're at, but just kind of like watching and seeing and just trying to focus and get in the groove, you mm. could say. Yeah. 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 I'd say they fly, they probably fly a little different depending on the wind and, and the 
the weather, it, you know. Humidity plays a big part okay. of it. Okay. Out mm. here, they'll fly flatter and faster versus in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll just go and. <laughs> <laughs> and with the with the Olympic bunker is different from trap, uh, not just because it's got fifteen throwers, but because it has different schemes or patterns in which they're thrown. Mm. With the standard ATA trap, it has a set parameter that it that it can come out in, and it's going to be at the same plane or same elevation each time, mm-hmm. just a different angle. With the bunker, you may have one going way high and one screaming down low that just barely rises above the house. What's your favorite? I like a high right. Just arcs up and... <laughs> Are you a, right, a right-handed shooter? Or I'm left, a left-handed. left-handed. Um, I started right-handed, but they switched me left-handed after a couple months because I'm left-eyed dominant. Mm-hmm. That could play a difference, yeah. It yeah. did. It did. Um, right-handed, I got to where I would close my left eye so I could keep it all on this side. And then they said, she's not going to be able to, to take this all the way if you don't open both eyes. Mm. So we switched left-handed. I'm right-handed, but I shoot left-handed, so yeah. all that that was a big learning curve. That's probably the biggest learning curve I've wow. had to jump over. Wow. Well, um, I, I want to learn about Commissioner McLaren. He he's uh, been with the commission for quite a while now, I guess three or four years, maybe something like that. Uh, about two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, feels like it's been a long time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's good to have you. He can do it to you. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, tell us about, uh, you know, you grew up in the outdoors and what you do for a living and how you became a commissioner. Okay, I grew up uh, on a tobacco farm with uh, with beef cattle, um, went to college um, in agriculture, mm-hmm. ag engineering, um, then went, uh, I've had jobs teaching from welding, industrial maintenance, um, some of the technology side of things. Cool. Cool. Um, so then we uh, ended up coming back home, mm-hmm. or close to home, and so we uh, we stopped the tobacco back about 1997. So uh, we kind of upped the, the beef herd, and so yeah. we've got a cow-calf uh, registered Angus beef operation, mm-hmm. and so we... Uh, we we raise raise beef. That's a busy busy everyday job, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I was up at four this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's early. Keeps you going. St- uh, was with the cows till dark last night, yep. and, and back with them by shortly after daylight this morning. So mm. uh, it's calving time. It's not like that every day, but it's mm. uh, it's calving time. So we're there to check out and make sure all the new mamas and the babies are getting along fine. Very and, nice. Uh, so hunted and fished when I was a kid. Uh, growing up, uh, got married, kind of, you know, didn't have time to do as much of the hunting and the, and the fishing as I did mm-hmm. growing up. Um, I remember one year I was in high school, I got to hunt every single day of the rifle season. Wow. wow. And, uh, of course, I don't have that much time available now. <laughs> That's hard to accomplish, though. Yeah. I mean, I, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> every single day, <laughs> either a morning or evening or sometimes all day. But uh, So I had that uh, was fortunate to have that opportunity mm-hmm. growing up. And uh, so now uh, I raise kids and cows and and play with wildlife and commissioner stuff on the side <laughs> yeah get what them a, out when you can i'm sure get them out oh yeah. outdoors right. yeah so so how did you become a commissioner uh, it's a you're appointed you know but uh yes, 
How did that? How, how did all that come about? Um, I knew Jim Bledsoe, uh, former commissioner, former commissioner, uh, or has been commissioner as we like to call him, <laughs> uh, through uh, through Farm Bureau, and uh, so in, was in the same area, and, and he he had talked to me about it a while while we while he was on the commission, mm-hmm. and um, one day he asked me, he said, "Hey, you want to be a commissioner?" I said, "Sure." <laughs> have you enjoyed here it? We are. I've, yeah. I have. I have really enjoyed it. What's been a surprise about the agency? Uh, to be honest, I had <laughs> oh, no clue. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I had no clue how the commission operated, uh-huh. uh, and it, it it was a big learning curve and uh, about how everything works and how the how the money and the appropriations come for everything to do. Um, I was a hunter my whole life, and I just assumed that our money came from the state. Mm. You know, I had no clue that it was most all was hunter. Hunter licenses was what funded us, mm-hmm. and that that has been the, I guess the biggest shocker, that um, that's that's hit me. Mm. A lot of folks still don't still don't realize that, right? Yeah, and we say we ride on the coattails of our hunters and anglers um, to be able to prolong wildlife in our mission for future generations, um, and I don't think folks often realize mm. that. Right. So many people talk about conservation, and they they think that some of these other groups are ones that are paying the bill and you know really your your hunters and fishermen your license dollars is where that funding is coming from and and that's you know that's just been a a real eye-opener to me on that what's been one of your favorite parts about being a commissioner uh you learned a lot of things maybe but what's one of the, the best things you've seen happen or you're you're proud of and since you've been on the commission oh my i've seen a lot of good things uh it's the, the first thing pops into my mind was the uh wheelchair access ramp um and maybe more than one of them at this point now mm-hmm. that we've put in and, and got to see people with limited mobility get to have uh access to uh more of our great outdoors that we have mm-hmm. uh, that's that's just the first thing that pops in my mind places like this mm-hmm. this is the third shooting range uh that i've been on that that, that the agency has helped uh, come to fruition mm-hmm. and for people to have that opportunity to come out and shoot and get kids excited and interested in in the shooting sports yeah. and therefore hopefully into outdoors and you know not every kid that that comes out here and competes is going to be a hunter or a fisherman but um you know maybe half of them will yeah and so that's or maybe they will later in life exactly yeah. and they're still enjoying the outdoors and that um, um and the sport right um, and you know a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to shoot because I don't want to kill things. You don't have to kill things mm-hmm. to shoot. It, you're, it's clay targets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you're not hurting anything to come to learn to shoot. Um, be it archery, shotguns, rifles, pistols. You know, I coach a pistol team um, involved with the archery team and coach a shotgun team. So we're we're pretty involved with uh, <laughs> you're busy. A, a lot of different things. Yeah, that's great. And uh, the, the, let's say this, the commission is a 13-body commissions 13 people on the board and, and you work with a lot of great a lot of great folks get to meet a lot of great people from a lot of different backgrounds and, and that's what makes a commission work it's not just one person sitting there making all the rules with their experiences mm-hmm. you've got 13 people there with 13 different backgrounds with all sorts of different experiences mm-hmm. so when something comes up 
we have a lot of different opinions, and sometimes it's heated discussion. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we we all shake hands and everything's, you know, we, we come to a, a better outcome because we have so much input. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather uh, folks fight over the betterment of wildlife for future generations than um, be laid back about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and we're all passionate about the wildlife mm-hmm. and our resources. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Well, Ella, I wanted to come back to one thing, and I think we may have already hit it, but if somebody wanted to get started in competitive shooting, how would you encourage someone? What would you tell them to say, hey, you should try this out or come with me even? Um, One of the biggest things now is such the negative viewpoint on guns in general. And just I feel like if you get somebody out here with them just to see it and you understand, you see the discipline and the respect that goes into these sports – they'll have a better appreciation for it and they'll eventually they might get interested in it they might not Mm -hmm. but they'll be able to see that it's not a violent thing it's it's a sport like anything else Mm -hmm. um people drive hours for basketball games you can drive hours for this too it just it's just a different avenue if Let's say you're not the best ball player. I'm not for sure. <laughs> you did always see me on the basketball court. But I can I can do this. You can so, shoot with the best of them. Right? I mean, I can I try to hold my home, but I think just that you you anybody can do it from mm-hmm. any background, from any aspect. You may not have ever touched a gun before. You might have shot rifles your whole life or pistols, but right. anybody can get involved with this. You uh you seem to be following in your father's footsteps as far as your future education plans. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I think I'm going to do my first year at UT Knoxville and then transfer to Texas A&M with a focus on agribusiness <laughs> or agri-science. I'm sure he couldn't be more proud. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so tell folks, I know you may have said this, but you're a junior now, right? I'm a junior, So yes. a couple more years or this year next? And this be... year next. I'm gone. <laughs> so are you still going to bleed orange, though, if you leave UT? and go of course okay. right, <laughs> uh, well that's uh it's pretty cool and and i'm sure your dad's proud i'm you know it's uh it's amazing to hear how well you're doing and you know the, the olympics that's i mean to hear that yeah. shooting in the olympics is really awesome it just there's so many levels to this i'm just hoping to keep go working my way up do you think you'll still shoot in college is that an opportunity um that's i'm looking at it yes um that's one of the big things um to, just trying to find out how I would incorporate that with everything else. Yeah, I know it's hard. You got a lot of studies and keeping up with that, you know, as well as shooting. And uh, yeah, I had college doing it now, right? College classes started yesterday, so pretty amazing. Yeah, just trying to do it all. You got a good uh, cheerleader, coach I'm, cheerleader. I don't want to see him in the outfit, but he's pretty good. <laughs> well, I'm not pretty, but I'm real good. <laughs> oh, I think we have our opener. Uh, <laughs> We so appreciate both of you. Good luck. How thank fun you. it'll be to hear thank about you. your endeavors. Thank you. Yes. Thank you both. Thank you for being on. Thank you for what you do with the commission. Thank you. And, uh, and thanks for bringing up kids the right way. This, this is great. So, All right. We thank you all for tuning in to Tennessee Wildcast. Uh, thank these guys and thank the sports complex here, the shooting park, for having us. And uh, we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife.
It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.